Hi, welcome to the show. It's nice to be back. Took a little bit of a hiatus when I didn't feel like doing podcasts, but now I do. So here's the podcast. To welcome my good friend, Greg. What's up, man? How are you doing? Doing well, brother, man. How are you doing on this uh, beautiful... uh Tuesday, actually, excuse me, Wednesday evening for us, exactly on the West Coast. I, I suck at the days of the week, too. <laughs> That's fine. That's right. I do know what day Sunday <laughs> is. Sunday is the day that they're going to get together and decide who gets to the Super Bowl. You know, it, it was funny because had you had, had, had uh, been able to talk to you last week, I've been fighting a really nasty something or other for like the last month, like everybody else around here, it seems like. It was funny because if you could honestly lay it out before the season started, as you being a Pats fan, if you could say, okay, in order to win the sixth Super Bowl in the Brady era, I'm going to have to go through Mariota, Bortles, and then either Case Keenum or Nick Foles. I'm pretty sure every Pats fan would have probably given their firstborn child and said, okay. Well, I'm going to jump in and give you two things. First off, if you're such a fanatic about sports that you're giving up one of your children, you're a fucking crazy person, so please turn the sports <laughs> off. I'm not really down with the idea that somehow a path is easier or harder, and it's a good topic. There's people out there who I sincerely respect, and what they're saying is other teams get to the Super Bowl more legitimately, and then number two, and I'm glad your dog was there to answer that. Put him on the phone. No, don't be sorry. Put him on the phone. I hear it. Everyone's a Patriot hater. Everyone's a Brady hater. I hear it in his voice. I don't even know the dog's gender, to be honest with you. Uh, they're all boys here. We got, we got all boys. That doesn't surprise me with you. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, the Patriots path doesn't seem inherently easier. Um, would the Chiefs have been a more challenging opponent than the team that beat them? I don't understand this logic. Help me out. You know, it, it, it always ceases to amaze me. But with Jacksonville, when... After they beat Buffalo, I kind of had the impression that, you know what, they have a pretty decent champion to Pittsburgh because if you look at it, all Pittsburgh did was talk about New England, which, you know, you can say, oh, well, they looked at it, blah, 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 yada, 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 whatever. You still have to play the game, obviously. But I don't think really, and, I, and maybe other than you, because you had the Jags before the season to win the division, I mean, I, you probably can't find too many people who really picked the Jags to win that game or even keep it close, but... If you really watch that game as it went on, they just went in there and punched Pittsburgh in the mouth. Said, yeah. Yep. You guys want to? You guys want to talk all that? All that junk? Okay, we'll we'll throw twenty one points up on you before your fans can even wave the towels five times. So at this point, you know everybody's like, "Oh yeah, the Patriots are going to waltz in there." The Jacksonville Jaguars aren't just going to roll over like that. No, no, they're not. I was thinking about it on the way home today. Is that what's the one thing? The one thing that I think is Tom Brady's, if you want to say kryptonite, the guy has five Super Bowls and everything else. He's the greatest I've, I've seen play. Thank um, you for recognizing that. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing that he hates the most, hates the most, is pressure up the middle. Under pressure. I think that there's some advanced analytics and metrics mm-hmm. that describe that if you're under pressure, your quarterback rating goes down. And without... Oh, yeah, it... it Infinitely. Yeah. Without turning the podcast yeah. <laughs> into just bashing advanced metrics. Uh, no shit. <laughs> when the quarterback gets hit in the face, he's not as accurate. Right. Now, now I, I will say, though, that the thing that uh, I was kind of, I've been looking around reading different things, uh, is this might be 
your Gronk 12 catch 150 yard game, uh, or even him and Hogan combined for 15 or 16 catches. But I think what they can do to exploit the way that Jacksonville plays defense, they're going to just keep running those seam routes. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, that, that. That's my bold prediction: is Gronk and Hogan just. If that's the pace you're going to win, those guys have to have. I'm going to say at least 15 catches between them. Totally disagree. Could not disagree more. Here's the thing: I get it, and um, mm-hmm. you're not the first person who I respect who said this is the Gronk game. This is where you know Gronk mm-hmm. gets everything. And I agree that Gronk will be a huge factor, but at the end of the day. I don't. Th- you might see one of the lowest pass attempts ever out of Tom Brady. Really? Yeah. Unless the game script goes completely wow. sideways and the Patriots fumble punt returns or something, and the Jags get up by two scores, which I don't think is going to happen. Right. Um, they're going to use the Jags' aggressiveness against them. That's how I would anticipate the Patriots game plan going is Dion Lewis is one of the best running backs in the NFL. He's incredibly elusive. He's great in the phone booth. He's got that weird lateral pause. I I think they're going to use. So you, think it's, you think it's going to be like a Dion Lewis run game, uh, the James White check downs if they need it, that type of game? Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot, some extended handoffs. I think we're going to see the Patriots bubble screen, tunnel screen game at its peak. It makes no sense for them to drop back into, as we were just saying, the thing that disrupts the Patriots the most is Brady getting hit a bunch from a four-man rush. It makes no sense going into the game. You look at the film. You look at the Jacksonville personnel. Why would you drop back with Brady and try to throw to receivers that aren't vertical threats and let the Jacksonville secondary compress everything around the line of scrimmage when Hogan's a great blocker? Gronk is an amazing off-the-charts blocker. Danny Amendola can block. Brandon Cooks can block. So let's go ahead and push it out because I don't think the Jacksonville offense is going to be extremely successful against the Patriots' defense. That's another one of those narrative yeah, street but, things but I've seen. Up a minute, I definitely want to hit that point. Yeah, I, t- I talked on top of you for a second there. I love Blake Bortles, dude, and I'm not going to hide it. I think the guy is awesome. I've always enjoyed it, but you don't want Blake yes, Bortles. Yes, you have. You definitely have the love for Bortles that I used to have in our in our old fantasy baseball days for Roy Oswald. Oh shit! Yeah. Sucker Roy, I remember your Sucker Roy love. Oh, I love that. He was a- all right. Let's go. Let's go off roading. Let's pause the football podcast. So Roy Oswalt was okay. somewhere. I want to say Houston, which sounds stupid because they just won the World Series. So he was doomed to mm-hmm. a career for failure in Houston. And then he went to Philly and won the World Series? No, Oswald was traded after. Well, they only won once. Yeah, he was traded after they won the World Series. Because uh, uh, Phillies won the World Series in 08. And uh, he was traded there right after or right before Halliday. And Halliday got traded there. To, God rest his soul for Halliday. He's not a very good pilot. Good pitcher, bad pilot. No, he, he is the Corey Lytle of pilots. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, had to. But, uh, no, he was traded after they won the World Series because their, their only big gun they had in that World Series run was Cole Hamill. Because of the year after they lost to the Yankees and they traded for Cliff Lee. Right. They had Lee and Oswalt and maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just told you I don't know what the chronology is. And then you were telling me it, but because I have a healthy sense of ego, I wanted to jump in. I was like, my microphone hasn't been hot in a minute. So let me jump in and make sure that I'm registering some decibels. <laughs> gotcha. 
thanks for correcting my Roy Oswald thing. Oh, no problem. I, I definitely, as much as I love Bortles, I don't want him trying to throw for a win with essentially rookie wide receivers in Foxborough. I don't think that's the right idea. Oh, yeah, and, and, and you know as well as any high-paying expert out there, I mean, any Joe Schmoe could see it. You know, the, the beauty of what Belichick does on defense is he basically says, okay, we're going to take what you do best, and that's what we're going to take out of the game. Case in point, Derrick Henry had, what, 20-some carries for 50 yards last week, and he is notorious for doing that. Just game in, game out. So what I, what I can foresee happening is, you know, Marone is the type of coach, excuse me, who likes to run, 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 and that's his perfect game plan. Well, the problem is it's going to be, like you said, two yards to Fournette, a yard to Fournette, and then an incomplete pass, punt, two yards, yard, maybe, you know. And if he, if they can't wear down the front of New England by sustaining drives, I mean, I see a lot of three and outs. I see a very, honestly, I see a low-scoring game. I do as well. I do as well. So let's talk about something that matters a lot to both of us. And that's the point spread because Vegas doesn't just go around handing out money to people who talk about games. You actually have to bet the game. So the Patriots minus nine, um, that's a bridge too far for me. Where you at? That's a, wow. That's a tough one because, the only thing I can see ruining a minus nine is the in the inevitable, you know, the backdoor cover where the Patriots are up like twenty three to six. Jacksonville scores a late touchdown with the two point conversion with a dirty two right. to get the cover. Exactly. So I honestly, if you were to pin me down and say if I had to take one, I probably would. I would probably still take the Patriots minus nine. But I think the bigger thing, and maybe you can tell me because I haven't looked it up. What's the over-under? Uh, 47 was the open, and it's booking 46. Yeah, or the under. You think, uh, I think so, too. I don't think – I think that only yeah. one team gets to 20, and I think it's the Patriots. And to your point, if it's 20 to 6 and then they rack up a late score, can't you just picture Twitter going crazy saying, oh, this is perfect Bortles? Like, the opportunity to ignore everything the Jags have done to get to the AFC Championship and instead focus on the part where Bortles gets a garbage time drive and converts it for a touchdown. Yeah, they'll just uh, hack. Like, oh, there's Bortles bortling his way to another one. They will. He'll be, bortling will become the hashtag. Hashtag bortling. Yeah. Like, there's a part of me that will love it because it's funny but there's a part of me that'll be mm-hmm. enraged because it's like ah dudes you're totally dismissing the greatness of the jag season in order to get your bordering hashtag joke out right well what i would look at and i kind of like doing teasers where you you know you get points and i don't know i, I don't know if it'd be worth it to even do this because uh, i haven't looked at an online site in a while um i would tease the um and, and i would combine it with the philly game in a minute but I would look at teasing New England down to minus three, put the over-under up to 53, and then take the under and then New England minus three. And then I'd pair it with something that we're going to talk about here in the next game in a minute. Yeah, we might as well transition now. If you tell me you're going to tease the Vikings through zero to get them at plus, I'm going to reach through this phone and fucking choke the life out of you. (laughs) Well, now I haven't looked at the line yet, so we'll talk about that at the end. But I absolutely, and I'm sitting here, you know me, I have no idea 
how this game is going to go. Yeah, it's a tr- it's a toss-up. I, I had I had none. You know, I, I I honestly thought Atlanta was going to go into Philly and just said, not maybe kill them, but do enough to win. And then they call the worst percentage play in the history of worst percentage plays on fourth down. So you know, you get now you get Case Keenum versus Nick Foles for the NFC Championship. It's perfect. That's where we are in 2018. Well, what we get is the probably the two most well-rounded teams and i know that everything is all about the quarterback and that's the flash and the splash but the the two best 53 man units are minnesota and philadelphia kind of actually new orleans was in my opinion the best team but sean payton yeah, that was oh, dude tell me about it you I wanna, say, hold on i honestly turned that game off i i, I will i hand the bible i would swear to this in court I turned that game off with nine seconds left. I missed it. I did not turn it off. In fact, I saw the end. And uh, I guess the way that I, I want to describe that feeling is there's a lot of people who I I know and appreciate who are huge Viking fans, and I'm happy for them. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, uh, good, good for them. Good for them. It, it had to be a great feeling. Yeah. So cheers to the Vikings fans. It's like I remembered immediately right after it happened. The first thing that came to my mind was the Ravens versus the Broncos, and I was like, "Oh, oh yes!" And I was going to text Tony about that too. Where uh, his name was uh, Raheem Moore was the same Raheem twenty six. I definitely I went and got the picture yep. right away and tweeted it out. And I was like, "Well, you know what? There's somebody who's really happy about what just happened." And that's the Broncos right. defensive back <laughs> who's no longer the biggest fucking doofus in the history of the playoffs. For all the reasons that people criticize coaching and how game in-game decisions are made, and here's another great topic in my opinion, is coaches aren't, you know, necessarily smart or necessarily dumb, or they just they react. And the way that Sean Payton reacted in that game cost his team and it wasn't the first time i've seen that from sean payton and i'm gonna take us off-roading right now and i'm gonna say that sean payton Mm -hmm. is the worst coach in the nfl by far because nobody actually impairs his own team more regularly than sean payton and uh, a couple of things that come to mind during that minnesota game the way that he failed to align his defense, you know, he's got final CEO control of everything that happens. So if his defensive coordinator was the one who actually, because I don't know, I wasn't on the sideline. If it's the DC who right. comes to him and says, you know, we should fan the DBs down the sideline and try and push everything back to the middle. He's got to say, you know what? We're not going to play a fucking hybrid wacko defense that maybe we did twice on Wednesday at the most crucial point of the game, he has to be the CEO. The next time you see the Patriots just fucking implement something on the fly, let me know. And that's the reason why they're so good. And the reason why Sean Payton is yep. so bad is that he puts his defense in a terrible position. His safety was probably lectured on the sideline. No PI, no PI. Don't take a pass interference because I've never seen a safety more timid approaching an exposed wide receiver it was almost like he wanted to duck the contact he didn't want to have helmet to helmet i'm not in his head i don't know and i do want to get back to bashing sean payton so i'm going to do that he coaches on tilt he had back-to-back whatever you call uh, the red flag thing the the um 
Oh, those challenges were awful. Well, the, the, the first one I could at least see, but the second one, the first one was like, okay, I get it. You, you know, you maybe got somebody calling down to the booth, calling down your thing, yeah, look at it. But that second one, was it, it was terrible. And then to win the game, he had a third and one. For, I mean, all this stuff will be lost in time because the only thing that anyone's ever going to remember is the digs catch and run. But the Saints actually had to kick a field goal with 25 seconds left to go ahead. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they couldn't run it all the way down is because they had a third and one and they ran a, a, a terrible, terrible play. Well, terrible, terrible is probably too much. They ran an inefficient play that didn't have an attacking get a first down, win the game attitude. They got stuffed, they kicked their field goal, and then they lost. And this dude is just living off of that onside kick back in the Super Bowl. I was going to say, the only reason he is considered a, a good coach is because he made the probably the lowest percentage play ever. Team recovered it. Obviously, the memory of someone who has lost a, a sports gambling venture is pretty solid. So my memory of the Saints losing to the Falcons when ultimately Drew Brees throws the interception in the end zone. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, of course, because it kind of stands out. In a, in a season of memorable things, that one's pretty memorable. That was not the last play of the game, by the way. So you can criticize the right. play call. He's throwing it. it I mean, Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. He makes a bad decision. He throws to a guy who's essentially covered. That's not on Sean Payton. But what is on shithead Sean is in the ensuing drive when the Vikings, excuse me, in the ensuing possession when the Falcons get the ball after the touchback, he gets called for a, a personal foul or whatever, unsportsmanlike, because he's running on the field berating an official. It's like, Sean, get your fucking shit in check and coach what should be the best team in the NFC by far to a Super Bowl. Yep. And I'm not one to to go out of my mind saying that somebody should lose their job. Fuck it, man. If you're bad at your job and you keep it, good for you. And I don't care if you're the Orbit customer service person or you're an NFL coach. If you can be terrible and still get a paycheck, I'll tip my cap. I'm hey, fine with that. You, man. That's what I'd say. Let's back me off my long-winded Sean Payton diatribe and get your thoughts on Vikings at Eagles. These are fairly, they're evenly matched. They're good coached. They're, they're well coached. Good coached. You have terrible English. They're well coached. I give a, I give a slight advantage to Minnesota only because I think their defense is better than Philly. You can move the ball, I think, a little bit easier on Philly. It's it's going to be again. I think it's just going to be a low scoring. You're looking at a 16, 13, 2017, just slugfest. And you know, I don't know. I can't. I don't know off the top of my head who Philly's defensive coordinator is, but Mike Zimmer is a pretty damn good defensive coach. And I think the the X factor to me is can Philly run the ball if they can get a Jaya going. Right. Like they got him early. They got him, they had him going early in the Falcons game. They just went away from him. I don't know why. But if they can get him going early, you know, rip off those seven, eight yard runs, they'll get some early points, get, get some confidence. Being in Philly, you know, that crowd is going to be nuts. Um, because pretty much, anyway, all Philly fans are nuts anyway. To me, that's the, that, that's, he, to me, he's the X factor is if they're running game. If they can get the JIA going and they can get him the ball 20, 25 times. They have they, they have a decent chance if you you know if, if you're asking me to pick a winner yes 
I'm going to have a straight-up winner. I'm going to go with Minnesota. It's a toss-up game, and I will, I'll quickly let you know that the Philly defensive coordinator is Jim Schwartz, and you may remember him as Oh, the, yes, yes, yeah. the Lions coach. Yeah, well, he took over for Rod Martinelli after the Lions went 0-16. I'm not so. I don't know that there's any synergy between 0 and 16 uh, Lions and 0 and 16 Browns, and the fact that a guy who took over for the 0 and 16 coach is now a defensive coordinator in the NFC Championship. That's pretty mm-hmm. far removed, but it's no worse than some of the other trends that I see being discussed. So, if we're right. into trend analysis, it's the Vikings minus three. Vikings minus three, and you're over under in Philadelphia in the late game. By the way, it's thirty nine over under thirty nine. So I think if I were to then add that to my parlay, please do remind. <laughs> wait, wait, remind us all. <laughs> what were the first two legs of your? I thought it was a teaser. I thought you were moving uh, numbers. Tease, I said you. Some places you can do a six, or some places you can do a seven. I think it depends on the site. But I would have if you could do a six. Do a six-pointer, put New England down to minus three, over, under, up to 53, and take the under in that game. And then I would push Minnesota to a plus three. You are a bold and crazy man. And right after I spent... I know. I, I, right after I told you that I would choke you if you teased the Vikings through zero, you went ahead and did it. So i just like to let you know that before you even place it, your teaser is dead because no one ever teases through zero and wins. Either... Right. Lay the points <laughs> and take the favorite or fucking walk away. A gambling podcast I will never have. So as we wind down, I'm going to say there's no way that New England can lose to Jacksonville. It's not right. because I think that the Patriots are such a phenomenally better team than the Jags. I think that the Patriots can do certain things to exploit the Jags' weaknesses. And one of the weaknesses that I didn't even mention earlier is the Jags are completely undisciplined. They take terrible personal foul penalties up and down the field at at times, and they're not quite good enough right now to overcome putting themselves behind the eight ball quite that badly. Like the Jags can't get down 28 to three and win. That's not very probable. I'll take the Patriots there. And then over in Philly, it's just a straight up coin toss. So I'm going to take the home team. What you got? New England's going to come to this knowing that they're in a fight, and I think what they're going to honestly do is punch checks on the mouth the first chance they get. Nice. Uh, figuratively speaking, of course. Uh, and basically tell them, look, we're not Pittsburgh. You're not coming in here and playing, you know, doing that, uh, all that garbage you did last week. So I got New England in a, in a slugfest, like I said, 23 to 10, 20 to 10, 2013, somewhere in there. And then I am going to go against you. And I know it's never happened before, but I think we're going to see the first uh, home team in their own stadium for the Super Bowl. I'm going to go with the Vikings only because, again, like you said, it's a coin toss. And, you know, I'll I'll take Mike Zimmer, uh, a uh, Parcells disciple, and I'll take him to go in there and beat Nick Foles. And then after that, man, it's, you know, we got our Super Bowl. I like that. I like it a lot. This would be the silver lining for me if the Vikings won and did become the first ever home city to host the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All the Airbnb entrepreneurs who tried to get into the Super Bowl market to sell the rental houses, and now there's going to be, oh, I don't know, 30,000 less visitors to the area, and they're just right. going to eat <laughs> shit on their fucko Airbnb 
That's a little spiteful. There's some shade in Freud. So a, a quick bit of trivia for you, sir. If, do you remember the last time the Super Bowl was actually in Minnesota? I believe I do. I believe it was Cincinnati under Ken Anderson against the 49ers. Negative. That was in Detroit. Oh, fuck. So I knew it was a dome that had a weird lighting situation. But okay, so that one was in Detroit. When was the? Oh, I got it now. The maybe the best team in the history of football, the 1991 Washington Redskins beat the there Buffalo Bills in Minnesota. That was 15 and one. Mark Rippon, right? Uh, they were yeah. They were, I think they were yeah 15 and one, 14 and two. Yeah, Mark Rippon led Washington Redskins, and that was the game where, if I remember correctly. Thurman Thomas, misplayed. No, that was against Dallas. Okay, yeah, Dallas was Dallas. the helmet. Yeah. The helmet game was Dallas for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was Dallas team. So, and then now the the, the second part of, of the trivia is this: is there's only one team in NFL history that's been to four Super Bowls and never even led for a second, not one second. A team has been to four Super Bowls and never led for a single mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a hint. We've talked no, about no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. I'll, I'll, I'll ask for. I'll wait, wait. I'll ask for a hint if I need it, because you can immediately rule out a bunch of things. I'll, I'll talk my way through the thought process here. There's only mm-hmm. there's a small amount of teams that have been to four Super Bowls, and then you have mm-hmm. to cross off the teams that have never won. So the Bills were zero and four, and they they had to have been winning against the Giants at some point. Um, so I'm going to cross them off. The Vikings would be more topical because they're playing in the NFC Championship. And then the Vikings are 0-4 in the Super Bowl. And my, I mean, I have no memory of Bud Grant's 1960s shit. I, I only know the, the NFL Network. Remember when they used to run the 30-minute the NFL film Super Bowl highlight package on Saturday night before the yeah. Super Bowl? It was better than Christmas Eve. It was better than Christmas Eve. I could stay I know, all awesome. night and just listen to that guy. And da 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 frozen da 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 da. I don't know the guy's cadence. <laughs> On the frozen tundra of the, the field. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know his name, but he had a he had a great cadence. The Packers of Green Bay. Like I can't even pretend. I, I should stop do, trying to do that. <laughs> all right, so I'll say the Vikings have been to four Super Bowls and never led for a single second. That makes sense to me. You would be correct. Actually, I didn't know that. I actually read that a couple of days ago, or maybe even yesterday. I said, wow. Because think about it, they lost to... Oh, let's try and do it. They were part of that early... But, so it was Packers versus somebody. Packers versus Chief. Packers versus Raiders. Yep. Then the Jets. Because yep. I know the... God, that shitty... What's his name? Um, kissing Susie Colbert guy. Um, oh, uh, Nameless. Yeah, was, yeah, was, yeah him. Cold. So he won the yep. third one. And then I bet the yes, Vikings the Vikings lost the fourth one to somebody, would be my guess. Yes, um, they did. To Kansas City. To Kansas City. So Kansas City loses the second one and win, wait, they lose the first one and win the yes, fourth one. Yeah, they came back and win the fourth one. Okay. I should get, have my Roman numerals ready to go here because I could still do it. In Super Bowl V, my recollection from looking at like a almanac is that the Vikings uh-huh. lost in back-to-back. So I'm going to say they lost four and five. I have no idea who they lost five to. And then I know they lost to one of the Steeler teams. But let me tell you, number one, that, that is factually incorrect. Damn it! The fifth Super Bowl was Baltimore's Revenge. In, they, they beat Dallas in the probably the worst Super Bowl ever played in that there were 11 
Was it even televised? What the fuck did they? Was it on between Leave It to Beaver episodes? The fuck were they doing back there? <laughs> <Right. laughs> Idiots! If I could get some tech in your life, you fucking sixties has beens suck. So yeah, so uh, and the sixth Super Bowl, I believe, was only do the Viking ones. Just do the Viking ones. They lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Dolphins, and they lost to the Dolphins the year after the perfect season. The year after the perfect season. I don't know. I don't. I could look it up, but I'd rather do it trivia style. Let me think about this. So then they lost to Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh's first Super Bowl, and then Oakland beat Minnesota. Yeah, so they had to lose to Miami somewhere in there. So yeah, they basically lost to Miami, Oakland, Pittsburgh, and Kansas City. All right. Well, they suck. They're going to lose to Philly this week. You're on the wrong side. Hope you enjoy that. <laughs> there you go. All right. That's perfect ending. I'll see you.